Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. DIY Money. What are you training for these days? So my running partner has been injured. It's really throwing a kink into the uh, whole 50-state thing, although we did two already this year, so that was the long-term trajectory. But we ended up getting to about three or four a year. Mm. So right now, right now, I'm sorry? That's impressive. Yeah, right now, well, we're 20 in. I mean, we're 20 20 states in. You have a strategy now? Like, which ones you can knock off close together? You've got to be getting further and further away. Oh, yeah, but we're not doing multiples at one. We're, I mean, unless we do, like, the Northeast and we stay up there for a while. But yeah. it's a, it's more of an excuse to get away for a weekend and That's just kind of bond. <laughs> It'd be super so, cool if you did, like, one week and four races. Yeah, we did We did that once. We, we started, uh, I think we ran Tennessee, and then we drove to Texas, and then we hit another one. I don't know. We did three in one week or something like that. And hmm. I don't, wouldn't recommend it. But right now there's a tentative plan to do a Michigan race in, no, Wisconsin. Do we send all Michigan or Wisconsin? I don't remember. Wisconsin, I think. Hey, you folks want to try some crazy butter? What's that? It's three sticks of butter in a mug with melted cheese on top. I mean, I'm trained up. I, I feel I'm running great right nice. now. I'm, I mean, longevity, like like distance. I'm running great. My speed's not phenomenal, but I'm, I, I'm putting in the miles. So I, I, I feel like we could just hit it whenever. But if we don't, if he stays hurt, we won't run that, and I'll find just a local to, to okay. run in. Yeah. What about you? What are the local ones here? They're not really well, too far, are they? Is there yeah, I mean, that's when I would do it. But, gotcha. uh, yeah, you got Iron Horse and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the other one is. Is that Run the Bluegrass? Is that Iron Horse or is Run the Bluegrass a different no. one? Iron Horse is Midway. Yeah. Run the Bluegrass is... Keeneland? Yep. That's gotcha. right. Yep. I don't know when those are anymore. It's yeah. not a little running loop for a while. Yep. Uh, nothing's too specific on the calendar right now for fall for me. Okay. So just kind of cruising, training. Uh, I mean, we have our race series that we do in the fall... Uh, with my indoor crew, but nothing as far as like in real life events. Mm-hmm. So okay. we'll see. Well, it'll be interesting. We're halfway through the year. Can you believe it? <sighs> Unbelievable. No. Just like that. Blink of an eye. Boom. Time to, for people to look back at their goals, see how they're doing. I, I'm doing exactly that myself right now. In fact, uh, we got a, we got a message from Corey today and Corey's been a listener since 2020. Probably picked us up during COVID when he got that nice stimulus check. Boom. Nice. Anything else? Uh, I mean, usually you do like sponsor and all that. Did you I do sh- that yet? No, I haven't. Oh, you should probably do that. The show today and always sponsored by Jewel Financial, J-O-U-L-E, financial.com. Visit us on the web. You can see our new biopics. We got those done. Biopics? Yeah. Biography pictures. Oh, I'm not cool enough to know that lingo. Uh, okay. Well, biopics are up. There you go. You got new biopics and a pick of the team. You can see Allie if you ever wondered what Allie looks like. Logan, which you probably saw him back on the video days. He's got the hair. Yeah, great hair. Great hair. Anyways, uh, what else? Nothing really else. Let's go to our question. Corey, what do you got? DIY! Hey, DIY guys. My name's Corey, and I'm from Dallas. 
I've been a listener since 2020, and I really appreciate all the color that you guys add to people's questions. I think that's been what's helped me the most in just growing my financial knowledge, even if it's maybe not what somebody directly asked. So thank you guys. Uh, I'm 27, and I fully funded my Roth IRA for the first time this past year. I've been self-managing it and have built a diversified all-ETF portfolio. As I've learned more, I realize that I have a good chunk invested in a large cap growth ETF that has a relatively high expense ratio of 0.2. I want to divest from that and add that money to another large cap growth that has a lower expense ratio of 0.06, but also has a similar performance. My issue is that that ETF has currently been down a good chunk due to the beating down of tech stocks last year. Um, I really don't want to take any losses since any gains are tax-free. So my question is, do I wait for this to rebound and sell as soon as that happens and make that switch or just whatever you guys think? I'm really looking forward to hearing how you guys go about the topic. Thanks. All right, Corey, this is a great question. I want to hit on a couple of things here. First of all, I kind of chuckled the first time I listened to your question, Uh, not like at you, but maybe with the industry because you were like, I've found and it's an expense ratio of 0.2, and I just kind of chuckled because that is traditionally so low. I it just, I mean, it's, it is unbelievably low. However, I get it. If you can get 0.06 or nothing in the case of some, some funds out there, why not, right? Why not save that 0.2? So I, I commend those efforts of starting down that path. In fact, I've started to, uh, I'm writing a, kind of a longer, bigger book, and I'm tackling now the world of fees, and it's fascinating to see all the different fees that are still out there. Uh, It's unbelievable to me. I did a deep dive into, I know you all talked about annuities the other day, and I did a recent deep dive into the annuity fee world. Holy cow. Anyway, so I I commend you for for, uh, trying to get that point two down. So I don't disagree with that. I think that's fine. I do have a challenge, however, is you're going to have to get used to this idea of, you know, when you're making a lateral move that you can take a loss and you're going into another fund that if and when markets recover will recover just the same. So, for example, if you invest $100 and it's down to 80 and you've been paying a little bit more in fees Think about this for a moment. What if I said to you, okay, we'll take that $80, go into another fund that's going to perform exactly the same with less fees, and when the market recovers, both are going to recover to 100 you would be like, well, that's a no-brainer. Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah, you would. It's exactly what you would do. But what you said was, hey, I want to wait till this 80 recovers to 100 then I'm going to move over to the one with less fees. So don't do that. I mean, that's my educational guidance is if you've made a decision to go into a correlated asset with lower fees, it doesn't matter whether you're up or down or whatever. Now, if it's not correlated, if you're looking, again, those of you out there and you're thinking, hey, I, I you know, want to buy a house and do this down payment, but I got to take it out of my brokerage account and my brokerage account is down and I don't want to sell stocks that are down. Well, that's exactly why we always go back to the idea that if you've got a purchase that you're saving for, 
You don't want to go into volatile assets. You don't want to go into something that has the opportunity of being down when you want to make a purchase. But if you're out there going, hey, I've got this asset and I want to go into this other one, and you know it gives you better opportunity. I've made some, just recently, personally, I made some uh, structural changes. I sold out of some, some you know international and some emergings, uh, just out of some diversification stuff that were not performing well and moved into some other domestic areas that I believe will will perform better if the market and I was perfectly fine doing that because they're correlated asset classes, somewhat correlated asset classes, uh, should be at least. And, you know, that was I didn't mind one bit. Uh, so that's my two cents, Corey. What say you, Daniel? How does Corey feel? What is Corey thinking? Yeah, it sounds like there's two sort of thought lines here that are merging into one decision that is being the fees and then the other being the performance i couldn't totally understand from the question if they were i mean it sounds like the funds would be correlated they're both growth funds but it sounds like maybe the performance of one slightly different from the performance of the other so if that was the case i would say understand what's in the funds and what you're owning and why you're choosing one over the other because it's not when it comes to investments it's not always just a question of fees Though at these fee levels, you are probably talking about some level of indexing, meaning you're buying some type of index, passively managed fund. Uh, they're investing in a broad basket. But those baskets could be different. So if you're looking at a, a growth fund, you might have a, you know, uh, I don't know, like a all market cap growth fund versus a, just a large cap growth fund or something like that. And there could be nuanced differences of those. And if you're picking one, you should probably understand why you're adding that to your portfolio, why you want to own that, and uh, what exactly that's going to do for your portfolio beyond just the fees. I mean, just looking at the fees is going to drive you to the lowest potential cost, but there's a lot of funds that have a low potential cost. You still have to decide, do you want that ingredient in your portfolio? So I guess that would be my only suggestion. Aside from that, I think, I mean, you covered basically you know, how to make the decision of whether or not you should buy or sell an asset. It's is now the right time basically to do that for your portfolio and your uh, your sort of future goals and all of that. Uh, as far as waiting for it to come back, that's, yeah, obviously a personal decision. I just want everything to be so perfect for Corey. I'm going to add one additional thing. This Go is for, for blanketed education. I One of the most profound charts I have ever seen, I continue to, to get this updated every year. It is done, I believe, by Fidelity, shows the average investor return over the last rolling 10 years versus other asset classes. Asset classes meaning stocks, bonds, gold, cash, money market, etc. And when you look at it in a bar chart, off to the far left and the highest return is often equities because they've performed in the last 10 years the best. That may not always be the case, but traditionally it has been. Shortly thereafter is something like a real estate investment trust. Then you actually have bonds. Then you have uh, you know all the way down to cash and commodities, etc. And off to the far right is the average investor, <laughs> somewhere around two percent. And the way Fidelity does this is they actually look at accounts and they look at account movement. And the whole chart is to t to talk about how poorly. The average investor times the market, buying when things are good and selling when things are down. 
and they historically do that. We've seen that. I've seen this in this business for 23 years. In fact, we have certain clients that we know when they call up to sell out or they call up to buy in, the market's going to turn. <laughs> I mean, it's just – it's like clockwork. Their, their, their timing is so bad. And so I would – the only thing I would share with you is we have a generation that we are, that we are telling – not to pay for any service whatsoever. And we see this in wealth development program a lot. People call up and they're like, hey, I want all the wealth development services, but I don't want to pay a fee for my management of my assets. And we go, well, that's kind of not the way it works because we've tried other models and we've struggled with other models. I'm not saying we won't in the future find another fee, you know, fee for planning or hourly service, et cetera. But at the end of the day, what happens is when someone utilizes our services and pays us a 1% fee to manage their money, the goal is is that you don't end up in that average investor camp where you've got a 2% rate of return when the equity markets did 8 or a diversified basket did 6 That's why you'd pay for services. So take that for what it's worth. I think, Corey, and I know you didn't ask that question. You asked about a 20-bip versus 6-bip. On, a, on, a, on an when index. When you say BIP, you mean? Basis points. It's just a whatever. Industry term for sure. for almost a 1%. 100 BIPs is 1%. So that's an industry. There's your, there's your Wall Street lingo of the day. But you're asking about these nuances on an index fund, and that's fine. But I'm, I'm talking to our audience, our audience out there. Know thyself. Know thyself. I could save a few hundred dollars a month doing my own lawn. Do you know what my lawn would look like if I did that? It would be horrible. I'd, I'd get the notice on my door in our neighborhood, like, it's time to mow your lawn. Because I'm gone sometimes, 10 days at a time. That doesn't cut it in Kentucky. So know thyself and sometimes be willing to pay for the services that you need. That's my. I just wanted to go on a little rant there. That's my That's two cents on it. All right, Corey, great question. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card for that. All he did was sent us an audio file to podcast at DIYMoney.org. That's podcast at DIYMoney.org. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.